Hey everyone, Phoenix here. Welcome to A Moment to Myself. This is where I unwind, shoot the breeze, talk my shit, analyze, but most importantly, keep it all the way real. Okay, so let's get to it. So, jumping straight into it, our very first episode is about feeling like you are not enough. I can only speak for myself, but I know that I've definitely been there. You know, am I right? (laughs) Insecure, no HBO, you know, like, that was a little jokey joke, might have went over your heads, but it's okay. Hopefully you'll catch the next one. But... Yes, on to a more serious note, I've definitely, definitely been there and I just wanted to talk about it, you know, a moment to myself is pretty much going to serve as a diary for me and I just wanted to extend that to whoever might need it. So I did some soul searching and I realized that my feelings of not feeling like I'm enough or good enough it stemmed from my childhood you know um I was always different I was bullied uh which did not help um and I was very very hard on myself and I had to really just sit back and think about it like where did this start where did it stem from you know like when how far back can I remember this happening you know stuff like that which I do recommend I do recommend to just do some reflecting uh to try to just pinpoint when certain habits began because you kind of want to identify that I feel like that's very important that's just me um so that definitely started in my childhood I grew up seeking validation I grew up seeking approval. I grew up trying to be the very best that I could possibly be, you know? I try to get good grades. I try to listen. I try to pretty much be perfect, whatever that is. But I tried, you know? Um, And then looking back now as an adult, I realized that Uh, It created a very strong sense of codependency, which I do deal with now in my adulthood. And according to Webster, codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity that has, I'm going to say that has been taken away, aka the giver and the taker concept, you know? Um, that'll pretty much be the basis of a codependency relationship, codependent relationship, excuse me. So mine started with the judgmental ideas that, that I just kind of created. Um, I would constantly compare myself to others. I would constantly beat myself up. I would constantly just wish I was someone different, wish I was different, wish I looked different, you know? Um, 
Now I love myself and I'm learning to love myself. Uh, And I kind of wish I had someone to tell me these things when I was younger. Or I kind of wish I had a role model to look up to while I was younger. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I grew up having a very low self-esteem. I think that started with the bullying. I was bullied because I was a tomboy. I was bullied because I was dark-skinned. I was bullied because I'm heavier uh, than the girls at the time. I was bullied because I was, you know, I developed faster than the girls at the time. Um, I think I had like a double D cup in like fifth grade, you know. So (laughs) let's talk about awkward. (laughs) But um, yes. So that's when the, the judgment started as far as me beating myself down and me comparing myself to the more popular people and the more I call them the cool kids you know in my neighborhood and my school just you know around it developed into um, believing all of the opinions versus the facts of the situations you know What are opinions? Something, I'm going to say something that you can just pull out of your ass. Because, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, So opinions are pretty much just a statement or a thought that has no evidence to back it up. What is a fact? Literally the complete opposite. A statement that has concrete evidence supporting it period. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you say, period. Um, yes. So, these things can come from inside or they can be stemmed from, uh, what is it, external conditioning or external just like What is it? What is it? What is it? What's the word I'm looking for? External triggers, I'm going to say. You know, it's not the word that I want, but it's whatever. Um, External triggers. So my external triggers would be the comparisons about how I was treated versus how I saw other people being treated. Um, So with that being said, I was different. I have always been different. But because I was treated differently or being different, it made me look at different as being a bad thing. It wasn't until, I'm 29 now, so damn, it wasn't until now that I realized And that I say in the mirror on numerous occasions every other day that there is no one like you. There has never been anyone like you. There will never be anyone quite like you. So therefore, be your motherfucking self. And those that love it are for you. And those that are confused or don't like it. Simply 
aren't for you and shouldn't be around you to bask in your presence. You know, me and mirror me are very extra, very Issa and insecure mirror wrapping type of flow, you know, but that's me. That's my boo, you know, so we here. She reads me. I read her. We read each other. Um, but yeah, I had to just realize that. And once I started to realize that I started to move very differently, um, I had to just pretty much undo years of programming that I've done that I, I, I have allowed my relationships to do, you know, um, I had to just pretty much go back and reflect on all these unrealistic viewpoints that I had, whether that was based off social media, whether that was based on time frames that I gave myself to complete things or just time frames in general. Cause you know, we all, as humans, we want things done when we want them done. And sometimes that can happen. Sometimes that's definitely feasible And sometimes it's just not, you know, and you have to be realistic about that. So it was the unrealistic viewpoints on time. It was my experiences. It was the low self-esteem. It was the judgmental things coming from myself and others. It was the opinions versus the facts. It was all of those things that created the mindset that I had to destroy um when did I realize that I had to destroy that mindset when I had my umpteenth breakdown and I was truly truly just not happy I wasn't happy I wasn't happy with who I was I wasn't happy with how I was treating myself I wasn't happy with how I was allowing others to treat me. Um, And we're going to touch more on that in our healthy relationships episode uh, later in the season again. Um, Yes, so be on the lookout for that. But my grandma used to say, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. I never really understood what that meant until I want to say this whole COVID-19 thing because I had nothing but time to reflect, nothing but time to work on myself, nothing but time to engage in my healthy and unhealthy patterns, you know? So that's when stuff kind of got nitty gritty. Everyone that I know on social media has always preached this love and light concept and not that many people want to touch on shadow work and I have been neglecting my shadow self I'm not gonna lie and say I haven't um for those of you that might be lost it is the yin and yang concept we all have a light bound side and we all have a shadow side the shadow side is pretty much facing your insecurities facing whatever is holding you back you know whatever is creating that doubt in your mind whatever is just pretty much 
needed to be let go. You know, that would be your shadows, your shadow self and your shadow work. So I had to really have a real heart to heart with myself and was like, girl, you better get it together. You know, I was listening to my India Irie. I was listening to my Jill Scott. I was listening to all of these super, super empowering females talk about their experiences. And then it was just like, all right, you got to get it together because it is broken. It does need to be fixed. <laughs> you know, like it does need to be reprogrammed. It's like when a computer crashes, you have to, or your phone crashes, you have to reboot it. You have to restart it. You have to, you know, uh, upload everything that you might've saved and vice versa. You know, I'm not really sure how you guys do your phones. I just completely erase my phone or I have no problem just trashing my phone and starting over. Um, granted, I do not have the bucks like that to be doing that, but sometimes it's needed, you know, to just completely erase your phone and just start over. Or erase your life and start over, you know. I'm not saying like flee the country or nothing like that, but it's neither here nor there. Um, back on track. So I had to have a for real, for real heart to heart with myself and was like, you got to get it together, boo. This ain't working for you. You have to take accountability, you know? Webster says that accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility. And that's something that I had to do. You know, it's so easy to just put blame on others. It's so easy to just say, no, this is that person's fault and I was raised this way and, you know... Or this relationship did this and that to me. And it's so easy to just stay in that place of giving someone else that power and control over where you are or where you have been. But you have to take accountability and accept the responsibility. This is my life. Right now, I do not like what's going on. Right now, I am the only one to change it. And I have to do what I have to do. So that's what I did. I made a plan and I'm constantly checking in on myself. How am I feeling? Where am I at? How far more to go? Okay, what have I accomplished? I am developing that accountability within myself and my goals. You know, because I owe that to myself. If you love yourself, then you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself. Right. Am I right? I'm right. I don't care what you say. I'm right. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, so that was one of the first, first things that I started and it completely created like a giant shift in my life. Something else that I had to realize that I needed to start doing was moving within my own time and my own space. Y'all, I am a Sagittarius sun, but when I tell you the rest of my chart is in Capricorn, the rest of my chart is in Cap. You know, I am... 
a December baby, um, December 18th to be exact. But it was like the Sagittarius in me was like, move, 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 quick, fast. Okay, stay out of the game. Uh, 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 uh. And she was moving and moving. And sometimes she didn't even know why she was moving or where she was moving to, you know. And I kind of just let that. I'm not saying all Sagittariuses are like that, but I was. I was just all over the place. I wasn't grounded. That's something else, too. We're going to touch on. I was not grounded. I didn't have a sense of self. I didn't have an understanding of self again. The Capricorn in me, she is super thorough. She dots her I's, she crosses her T's, and she goes back to check the penmanship on that paper, you know? Um, She's very thorough as far as planning, as far as, you know, just staying on track with things. You know, she's very cautious. So I had to take away those unrealistic viewpoints and those unrealistic unrealistic time frames that I set for myself. And I had to just keep it real. You move on your own time. You move in your own space. If someone can get, you know, uh, painting done in two days, Congratulate them. You get your painting done in two weeks. Congratulate yourself. You know, like you have to do what works for you. You can't go off of what other people are doing and then compare yourself to that and try to be something that you're not. You know, everyone has their own process. Everyone has their own path to walk. And I had to really, really understand that. And that was I want to say life-changing because it's so common and it's so easy to look at other people's lives and then compare it to yours. And like I said in the intro, we're going to keep it all the way real here. I have to take several breaks from social media um, just to keep myself on track because it's so easy to get lost. It's so easy to just, you know, feel inadequate and stuff like that. And we're going to touch on that too later in the season. I'm going to have a whole episode on social media. I am thinking about getting a few people that I really would like to speak on it. And hopefully they agree. Fingers crossed, guys. But, you know, we'll see later down the line. Um, Yes. So besides taking accountability and moving within my own time and space and not comparing myself to others, What I really needed to work on, like really, like seriously needed to work on was, say it with me, my patience. One more time. Patience. You know? Um, I really had to understand the perception of time. I really had to gain an understanding of the perception of time. Excuse me. I really had to build patience within myself, within my planning, and within my life. Because it's like I've seen single-handedly how fast 
a year can fly. I've seen single-handedly how fast someone can pass away. I've seen it with my own eyes, you know? So it made me want to capitalize every single moment that I had. And I was moving, and I was moving, moving, moving. And I was just so focused on moving and moving, moving. I wasn't taking my time at all. And I'm fully aware of it. Because of that, I wasn't able to fully be in the moment. I wasn't able to fully enjoy things. I wasn't able to fully analyze and reflect on things because I was constantly rushing myself. I was constantly rushing my life, trying to get so much done in so little time so I can feel successful, so I can feel productive, so I can feel like I'm doing a good job, you know? And looking back now, I realize how unhealthy that was. Um, so, you know, we had to nip that in the button. We had to stop that. That had to work on my patience. Um, so that's something to look out for, guys. Are you rushing everywhere? Are you taking your time? Are you enjoying your life or are you just living? You know, are you alive or are you on autopilot? You know, there's a huge, huge, huge difference And um, I learned the difference, you know, with doing reflecting, with going to therapy, with talking with friends and family and so on and so forth, you know. Um, Yes. So within my search for myself and figuring out, am I enough? You know, where is this stemming from and stuff like that? I really had developed, I really had to develop a relationship with myself. So that includes more self-love or more love for self. You know, however you want to spin it, you know, make it your own. Um, what was I doing to pour back into myself? What was, was I speaking positive affirmations to myself? I am strong. I am beautiful. I am talented. I am amazing. I am gifted. You know, all of those things. Was I taking my time to do that? No. I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't at all. I wasn't doing it at all. And I'm a firm believer in your words are spells. I am a firm believer in what you think is what will happen. I'm a firm believer in what you speak is what will become the truth. I'm a very firm believer in being careful in what you manifest now, you know, um, So what was I doing to show myself love? What was I doing? Because I'm the kind of person where I'm a giver. So I will give everybody around me everything that I could possibly have. And I wouldn't give any to myself, you know? And I realized that that was a huge problem. Where is this coming from? I was doing it to hold on to some, to show, you know, my my value to others. Again, this is stemming back to those healthy relationships and those boundaries, you know, that I had to create because they were well needed. Um, but that's going to be in another episode. So look out for that one too, guys. I have so much planned. You have, you guys have no idea how much stuff I have planned just to finally, finally, finally be comfortable and be in a space where I can just be completely vulnerable and just let it all bare, you know? Um, but yes, going back to the topic, what was I doing to show myself more love? 
anyone can go shopping, anyone, you know, can do this and do that. And we work on so much of the outside that we tend to forget about the inside. So what was I doing for my inside? What was I doing to cater, you know, to my spirit, to my soul? I started working out last year and it was so pivotal. It was such a pivotal moment in my life. Um, I was working out up until the holidays because that's when I usually get depressed. Um, depressed seven out of 12 months. Um, we'll get into that maybe. No, we'll get into definitely that. I have an episode coming up about depression. It's going to be my next episode. It's going to be about depression. So look forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to that because honey, ooh, ooh, this depression is ugly. She is ugly. Ooh, I don't even want to be bothered with her. You know, she be knocking on my type like, girl, ain't nobody called me and told me you was coming here today so you can just go back home. And she was like, I already came here. So, you know, Miles would just let me in. I'm just like, oh, shit, you know. But that's coming up soon. So I was going to the gym up until the holidays. It was helping me so much. It was building my mental. It was it was just, oh, I can't even put it into words. The, the endorphins that I felt, the confidence that I felt. The shift in my mental and my emotional habits that I saw and not, you know, only saw, but I felt. So um, it was just like amazing. So then when the COVID, we're in 2020 now, COVID-19 is still happening. So the gyms were closed for a very long time. It was very cold outside. I'm the kind of person where I need that gym atmosphere I need to get out of my house because I spent all day in my house. So I needed that gym atmosphere and I I didn't have it. So I didn't have a release. I didn't have anything. And long and behold, everything just went right back to the way it was. And I was working so hard to keep it from doing that. But working out became a release for me. So besides working out, um, I also love to dance, not singing that I can dance, but I also love to dance. You know, um, I say, as long as you enjoy something, who gives a damn about how you look when you do it, as long as you feel free and you feel happy, that's all that matters, um, to me, to be honest with you. So when the gym were closed, I started dancing. I would play my music. I would just dance everywhere. In, in my house, in the streets, and in stores, I would just dance, just dance, just dance. I would just move. And it felt so good to move, you know. Um, it felt so good to just feel my body and feel present in that moment of myself. So those are two things that I started implementing and it changed my life. I also started being mindful of what I took in. Uh, I was being mindful of my relationships. I was being mindful of what I spoke over myself. I was being mindful over the foods that I ate, especially the foods that I ate. Um, Just because I had an eating disorder, so I was prone to overeating. I was prone to binging. I was prone to starving myself, you know. 
Um, and I had to get that under control because I was, again, all over the place. So that also helped me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Just building that relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, my grandma used to always say, you were born alone, you're probably going to die alone. And I used to always say, don't say that, don't say that. That's not a nice thing to say, you know, it's so morbid and it's so cruel and stuff like that and you know it's just so lonely and empty and now as an adult approaching 30 I fully grasp the power in that statement you have yourself that's what she meant by that or that's what I'm guessing she meant by that she's no longer here to ask you know um but you have yourself you have to take care of yourself. You have to love on yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to water yourself. You have to put yourself in things where you can achieve maximum growth, you know? Whether that's voluntarily or involuntarily, I feel like we all have a life path that we have to walk, which is conduce- conclusive to our growth, excuse me. And that's just where I stand with that. So I feel today, am I enough? You goddamn motherfucking right. Actually, I'm going to be really honest here and I am going to toot my horn. I'm too goddamn much, you know, I'm too much. What am I going to do with myself? I'm, I'm so much. I have to like really sort all these things out and love on all these things separately and together so that's what i'm doing currently um i feel really good about where my life is going i feel really positive about where my life is going at this current day and age who knows tomorrow i can wake up and be like fuck everything you never know that's why you have to take it one day at a time but am i enough looking back looking forward appreciating the now yes I am and it feels very good to say that and I'm not gonna cry because I am also known as the crybaby in my group I am not going to cry tears of sadness but I will cry eventually tears of joy by myself while enjoying a glass of wine or a really yummy meal I don't know whatever You got to let the emotions strike you when they strike you. You can't hold on to that too. Um, It's good to release things. It's good to feel things. It's good to allow yourself to go through things. But yes. So that's all I have for you guys today. I feel like I'm starting to ramble. So we are going to bring this to a close. My Instagram is moment underscore two underscore myself. So M-O-M-E-N-T underscore T-O underscore M-Y-S-E-L-F. I love interacting with everyone. I try to bring good vibes to every person, thing, experience, whatever that I encounter or I'm involved with or that I come into contact with. I try to just bring good vibes and positivity open to it all I'm open to all the good things that the universe has for me and 
I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And I want to send you nothing but good vibes and positivity. Phoenix over and.